Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg. And real cheese folded over the side, looking just so good. Mmm, grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Hockey fans, join the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, James Neveau and me, Jay Zawoski, February 24th at the All-State Arena for our annual Chicago Wolves outing. $20 gets you tickets to the game, free parking, a free hot dog, a free soda, a Madhouse Podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet with Chicago Wolves brass. Visit madhousepod.com slash events and click the image for the link to buy tickets. That's 20 bucks for a ticket. Free parking, free hot dog, free soda, Madhouse podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet. Come join us and the Chicago Wolves on February 24th at the Allstate Arena, madhousepod.com slash events for tickets. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. Jay Zawoski with you here tonight as the Blackhawks fall 4-3 to the Calgary Flames at the United Center. The plan was for James and I to do a full-length podcast tonight, but James is a little bit under the weather, so we're going to postpone that full podcast until Tuesday night. Uh, Health approving, obviously, but that's the plan for now. So I'm going to take you through this game against the Calgary Flames 
Um, for 40 minutes, I think we all felt pretty good about things. The Hawks were hanging in there with one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Uh, the effort was there all 60 minutes. I think what we saw in the third period was the Hawks just simply running out of gas after back-to-back games, having to travel last night from Pittsburgh to Chicago. Um, after a game, the Hawks had to come back to win. Um, I just think they sort of ran out of gas. And what we've talked about all year here is their sort of lack of depth. They've got some high-end players that are doing well. Patrick Kane continues to be phenomenal. Alex DeBrinkett scored again. He's playing well. Jonathan Taves is playing well. Brandon Sod's playing well. But it's when you get to these guys like the Dominic Coons and the David Camp, who hasn't scored in 20 games, and the Brandon Perlini, who's barely playing. Uh, it's these bottom-of-the-roster guys who, if they're not contributing, it's very difficult for the Blackhawks to win, and that was the case tonight. You had your star players play like star players, but they can't be counted on to do it every single night. The Hawks need their role players to step up and do better. The good news is their newest role player, Drake Kajula, made his debut last night in Pittsburgh, had a couple moments where he looked pretty solid. The same thing tonight, very noticeable, playing on the fourth line, uh, you know, but got some shifts out there late with Patrick Kane and Marcus Kruger as Kane was being double shifted. And he found himself in the middle of plays a number of times. I like his speed. I like his aggressiveness. So this is another guy who I don't see lasting long on the fourth line. Uh, he's a guy with some clear skill, some clear ability offensively. Uh, he does play a bit of a physical game despite being uh, small in stature. He plays hard. He plays tough. I really liked what I saw from Kajula tonight. Again, very limited time on the ice. I'm, I'm pulling up the numbers here, and they're constantly refreshing because the game just ended. But he played 11:03, had two shots on goal, finished a minus one, but he was on the ice for the empty netter, so you don't really want to blame him for that. Uh, I think he played a really solid game. So when we look at these depth guys looking to step up, that's a guy to keep an eye on. Now, Perlini, I mentioned, seven minutes and five seconds of ice time, got in there late in the third period, had a chance where he had the puck, had a step on the defender, then skated himself behind the net and just lost the puck. Yeah, You know, I, I just, those are the things that frustrate. And Chris Kunitz, another one who scored a goal last night. Great, congratulations, super. Played five minutes and 40 seconds tonight. <laughs> I mean, what's the point? You've got two guys who played, you know, combined in Perlini and Kunitz 12 minutes. I don't know. I don't see the point of that. I know Martinson was sent down. I know Secure was sent down. And I'm not going to freak out about either of those moves because I don't think either of them showed much. I liked Martinson. I thought he was fine for a fourth-line guy to come in and show some physicality. Um, I just – they need their depth players to play well. One guy who had been doing it most of the year, Dylan Strom, who is more than a depth guy. He's a, he's a second-line player. Uh, three penalties tonight. That's That can't happen. That can't happen because any sort of momentum you get from the solid play you're putting forth uh, gets completely erased when you're in a penalty box. And none of them were egregious. None of them were horrible. But some, you know, we've talked about his lack of skating ability from time to time. And I think you saw a couple of penalties cost him tonight because of that. So uh, a frustrating loss. And, and I don't want to spend the whole time being negative because I do think the Hawks' effort tonight was outstanding. It was outstanding. They played hard for 60 minutes. And like I said, Calgary was a step 
faster, a, a step stronger in the third period. I think we saw early on, too, the difference in speed between these two teams overall. Even if the Hawks had been rested, Calgary has a definite speed advantage over the Blackhawks. And in the third period, when the Hawks' legs started to get heavy a little bit, you really saw that sort of take effect. You really saw that uh, show itself more than it had shown earlier in the game. Um, but a lot of good things tonight. A lot of good things. Patrick Kane, who I mentioned, continues to just be on a tear. Two more points for him tonight, including a goal off the back of the head of the goalie or the back of the shoulder. Um, just another ridiculous performance from Patrick Kane. Uh, Eric Gustafson with two assists. Solid game for him. Artem Anisimov with two assists. Brandon Saad, who scored a goal late after the Calgary took the 4-2 lead with the empty netter, that's a dude who was due for some luck. He had several plays over the last few games that either hit the crossbar clean or he was just an inch away from making. And I had a guy mention to me on Twitter, well, at some point you got to stop blaming luck and start blaming the player. And while that's typically true, if you watch the things that are happening to Brandon Saad, He's getting the chances. He's creating the chances. He's playing very well. He's just not getting the breaks. I was very happy to see that puck go in for him uh, late in the third period tonight. Uh, it 20 goals for the second year, uh, his first two years in the, in the league. Really good game for him. I, I, I think it's time to finagle the top six a little bit. Dominic Cahoon, nice player. Great whatever uh I think he's been okay I just he's just not a top line player he's just not he is so clearly not on the level of Saad or Taves and you've got to bring it playing well and I know what Cowden is doing here Cowden wants to spread across the scoring he wants to have at least three lines that have an opportunity to score but when things get late and the game gets down you've got to find a way to get to bring it up there with more talented players you know you just have to he's one of your more dynamic scorers Played 14.50 tonight, uh, which isn't terrible, but when you compare him to Dominic Hoon, 19.04. You know, uh, I'm looking at some of the other forwards here. Artem Anisimov, 15.42. There's no way that Anisimov or Cahoon should be out there more than Alex Dabrinkit. Dylan Strom, who took six minutes in penalty, still had 16.49 of ice time tonight. I mean, Dabrinkit's got to play more. And I don't know if it's getting him on the top line permanently. I don't know if it's just using him in a double shifting situation like they're doing to Patrick Kane. Because I don't know, you know, Kane played 21 minutes tonight. It felt like he was on the ice the entire game. It really did. Every time I looked up, Patrick Kane was out there, be it with, you know, Anisimov and Strom or with Kruger and Kajula. Uh, I, I just, every time I looked up, there was Patrick Kane making things happen. And I, I don't know if it's, you know, I, I know you want to ride the hot hand. Dabrinkit just has to play more. It's just he has proven that he's one of your more trustworthy scorers. He's a guy that gets things done. It's not like he's horrible defensively. It's not like he gets pushed around out there. Yeah, he's small, but he is a difference maker and needs to play and needs to have the ice time uh, if it's if they're going to want you know secondary and tertiary scoring. Dabrinkit has to be out there more. Speaking of impressive, Colin Delia was awesome again. And I've said this for the last three or four podcasts. That is your starting goalie. Good. You gave Cam Ward, you threw him the bone of the Winter Classic, and he was fine in that game. Great, grand, wonderful. You played him in the first game of the back-to-back. -back. Cool. Delia 
needs to get the major bulk of starts. I said 60%. I'm moving it up. I'm saying 70% of the starts from here on out need to go to Colin Delia. He was outstanding. In the third period, he was under siege. Shot after shot after shot. He was just getting peppered with shots the entire period. And he kept the Hawks in the game. It's amazing that after the third period, Calgary put together tonight against the Blackhawks that they had a chance to win it at the end. Absolutely unbelievable. Hawks got off to a terrible start in the third period. Things started to even out as the period went on there. But man, if not for Calendelia, this game could have been 5-3, 6-3, 7-3 based on the way that third period went. At the end of the night, Flames finished with 43 shots on goal. The Blackhawks with 35. So again, a strong performance. Would have liked to see them take that point. I, I felt myself saying, you know, at the end of the first and at the end of the second when the Hawks were getting some chances they weren't converting on, man, you'd really like to convert on one of these opportunities. You'd really like to get up 3-1 and, uh, you know, put, get that separation. They weren't able to do it. Calgary ties the game in the second period, and then they came out in the third and just sort of took things over. And, again, understandable, but still a tough loss uh, in a game where I think they deserved a better fate based on their effort, based on the overall play over uh, the bulk of the 60 minutes, not the whole time, but I think you know 45 or 50 of the 60 minutes were really good for the Blackhawks tonight. The three stars of the game are brought to you by our star real estate broker, Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, serving all your real estate needs in the Chicagoland area. 708-675-1600. That is correct. The three stars of the game brought to you by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service. 708-675-1600. Find your dream home with Michael Elwood. I did. You can too. Three stars of the game. Number three star, Alex DeBrinkett scored a goal. Limited ice time, like I mentioned before, but he continues to roll along here this season. Number two star, I'm going to give to Patrick Kane a goal and assist and was an the absolute best player on the ice tonight. Johnny Gaudreau has an argument there, but Patrick Kane, uh, as dynamic as they come, just making everything happen for the Blackhawks. And the number one star of the game, Colin Delia. He has to be the number one star. He stopped 39 of 42 shots, many of them high danger, many of them in close, many of them second chance opportunities. Colin Delia kept the Blackhawks in this game, continues his tremendous play. Uh, it's amazing. A guy has a .929 save percentage in this game, and it's going to hurt his average. Absolutely unreal start to his NHL career here for Colin Delia. He needs to get the run as we go on here. A couple notes here. Uh, you saw Gustav Forsling injured, John Hayden and Henry Yokoharyu, the scratch. Yokoharyu was recalled today from Team Finland. They just won the gold medal in the World Junior Championships. If you missed that, we will talk about that a lot on tomorrow's show. Uh, but he will be back in the Blackhawks next game. He'll be in the lineup then. And we really have not seen the Hawks D at full strength. Every time someone comes back, somebody else is hurt. We've yet to see Yokoharyu, Forsling, Murphy, and all those guys who have missed some time for whatever reason, to see them together. I'm really curious as to what's going to happen when Yokoharyu is back and Forsling is healthy. Who's going to be the odd man out? I have trouble benching Carl Dahlstrom or sending him to Rockford. He's been very solid. I it's Connor Murphy's your best defenseman right now. 
You're not going to bench Keith. You're probably not going to bench Seabrook. Gustafson has been the difference in your power play. He's been tremendous lately offensively and better defensively. Yokoharu, before Murphy came back, was your best defenseman, your most reliable defenseman. I think it's going to be Gustav Forsling on the outside looking in. And uh, we talked about this a while back. Not super thrilled with the way his development's been going this year. I expected to see more from him by this point, uh, and I don't want to sort of compare him to Nick Schmaltz, who was a guy with a lot of high hopes coming into this year, and then the development just sort of stalled out. Um, I hope I'm hoping for more for Forsling, but I really think when everyone's back, when everyone's healthy, he's going to be the odd man out. But we will see. We'll see. There's a long way to go in this season, and uh, you know. I think you just sort of have to feel positive about the way things have gone for the Hawks over the last little bit here. Uh, things are on the way up. They look better. They look like an actual team, which I know is a crazy thing to say, but if you read Scott Powers' interview with uh, Stan Bowman over the last couple of days with The Athletic, uh, Bowman says, like, we look like a normal team. They did not look like a normal team for a long stretch about a month ago. Uh, so it's good to see them back being competitive, back playing well, and, uh, boy, who would have thought without Corey Crawford that they'd be hanging in against some of these better Western Conference teams? They're doing it thanks to Cowan Delia, and they're doing it uh, on the back of uh, Patrick Kane and their other star forwards. So let's hope it continues. Let's hope the Hawks continue to put good games together, even if they're not racking up the points. Want to tell you guys real quick before we wrap up, last month or two months, wow, it was, two, it was in November, we did our charity event at Rabbit Brewing. Went in to talk to the people at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood this week, and they said, hey, why don't we do like a low-key sort of a watch party thing? We'd like to have your listeners here. Um, no need for tickets, no need to charge anything, but we'll just have a watch party and a live podcast. So coming out on January 22nd, uh, that's a Tuesday night, come out to Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. Join us there. James and I will be doing a live podcast after the show. We'll get some interactive uh, listener questions. We'll have uh, some nice long-form conversation, and uh, we'll do it under the influence for the first time in a long time. So join us at Rabbit Brewing. Again, no need to buy tickets. It's not uh, you know, it's not a ticketed event, but just show up January 22nd, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. Go to rabbitbrewing.com. Uh, we will put some information on the events page coming up here soon as well. So we will see you there, hopefully. And uh, until next time, I want to thank our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris, 708-478-6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Rabbit Brewing, the time has come for you to drink mythological-level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend, Rabbit Brewing, in Homewood, Illinois. And, of course, our star real estate broker, Michael Elwood with Remax First Service, 708-675-1600. James and I will talk to you very soon, hopefully tomorrow night if James is feeling better, on a full-length Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Aaron's makes getting the furniture, electronics, and appliances you need easy and affordable. Great deals, easy approvals, free delivery. That's Aaron's, the rent-to-own power of the AA team.